0: very first podcast of 2021, and it's important to start out on a high, and my guest today does not disappoint. His LinkedIn profile says he's an experienced sales leader with a demonstrated history of success in SaaS sales, and he's worked for companies like Accenture. He's even run his own business, and he's currently director of collegiate sales at Teamworks. However, what others say about him is far more instructive, and these are just Four comments from dozens and dozens of comments that people have left on his profile. Here's the first one I came across. Larry is one of the most genuine and caring people I've had the privilege of meeting. Larry is such an inspiring and passionate person who can make everyone's day brighter and more positive. Larry's positive attitude is absolutely infectious. His midweek, midday minute sessions are always something I look forward to and always provide a refreshing bit of motivation when you need it most during the work week. I have never met another individual with a more positive outlook on life than Larry. Every ounce of his being is there with the end goal of making the other individuals reach their potential. Larry Long Jr., I'm thrilled to be speaking to you today. Welcome to the show.
1: Paul, oh, thank you for having me. And uh, that introduction, wow, you're making me blush. You gotta put the red light on me. Uh, <laughs> that's just amazing and that's, um, it's heartwarming because that's what I seek out to do. My, my whole goal is to inspire, motivate, empower others to reach their maximum potential. We all have greatness inside of us, but so many times we hold ourselves back. So thank you. I'm happy to be here with a, a legend. <laughs> well,
0: I didn't write them. Somebody else wrote them it and was, it was genuine. I had to just pick out, there are so many I, I couldn't So, But anyway, it's, uh, it says everything. And uh, it's and it's why you're here, because it was my son came to me and he says, Dad, you got to meet this guy. So uh, it is my pleasure. Thank you. And I know, Larry, that um, in addition to your sales role, you also have a speaking business. What are the kind of topics you get invited to speak about the most?
1: yeah so the most is really around sales but it's sales motivation inspiration as well as the the technique of sales my uh, keynote is sales is not a four-letter word because so many times the perception of sales is the used car salesperson that's trying to shuck and jive and not really trying to add value i mean we start off with what is your definition of sales and for me the definition is you're playing matchmaker you're matching your product and or service and or thought and or idea with someone else's needs, wants, desires, challenges, hopes, dreams, aspirations. And if you can make a match, then you're selling. If you can't, then you part ways as friends and you still try to help them to get to where they wanna to get to. So really it's that perception, but that's, uh, that's really the number one uh, topic. Number two is really around professional development, but also personal development. Uh, if you don't take care of your MBS, your mind, your body, and your soul, you're going to have a tough time performing at your highest level when you get there on the sales floor. So that, those are really the top two. I can talk about anything. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but I've got the gold mic, which means I can talk about any topic, but I'll drop the mic for now.
0: <laughs> oh, <I love> it. <laughs> Okay. So let's talk a little bit about um, attitude because it's so important that connection between behavior, attitude, and technique—it's the—it's the BAT, the bat of selling. And everybody wants to talk about the technique. Everybody wants the silver bullet, but we don't talk enough about the attitude. And I think in 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 today's environment, when there's so much going on, and we're kind of out of kilter a little bit, rules are changing, what we can and can't do, and keeping our heads straight, I think is is more challenging than ever. Talk to me a little bit about what you do in in those situations.
1: Yeah, well, I start off with attitude is a choice. And it's a difference maker. I've seen it in sport, whether that's soccer, I think you call it proper football, baseball, which is my sport. And I love your acronym of bat in terms of the behaviors, in terms of the techniques, but I love the attitude. And really, when I look at it, Henry Ford, bright man, I never met him, but he's a pretty bright dude. He said, Hey, Whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. So you have a choice when you go into, when you wake up in the morning, you have a choice to say, hey, I'm going to make it a great day. It's my choice, or I'm going to go the other direction. And and in sales, attitude and that internal belief in your heart, that internal belief in your head, it manifests into what you say and how you say it and what actions you take because of that belief, it all starts there. And some people say, oh, Larry, you're hokey. We talked about it a little bit earlier. There's some people that just, they don't get it and that's okay. That, that's not a problem. You do you, boo-boo. But for me, what I've seen, uh, really those top performers, they have that, that internal belief, that confidence, that courage. They have that attitude that, uh, I think you call it a, a growth mindset. I'm looking to grow. They, they have that servant leadership. Even if you're an individual contributor, they're looking to serve others it's it's more than just me when i look in the mirror it, it's larry long junior but I look at my my beautiful family, my beautiful wife, my two kids. I look at my father who passed away, carrying on his legacy, creating my legacy. And I look at what impact can I have on others? And, and that's just the, the attitude that I take. I try to pass it along. I, I'm going to keep my droplets to myself, but I'm going to make sure that my attitude is contagious because it really, when you pass it on to others, there's no better feeling than that.
0: Was that something you were born with? Where did you get it from?
1: I'd have to say my environment. I mean, part of it is hereditary. My father grew up in the projects, the, the ghetto of Baltimore City. Uh, the He was the only one from his family to graduate high school. And uh, his crew, a lot of his crew that, his friends that he surrounded himself with ended up either dead or in jail. A lot of violent crime, but he ran track. And track was his way out to run out of the ghetto. And he had some mentors that really cared about him. His father wasn't there. So just watching him, observing my father, uh, just those lessons, as well as my mom, as well as my, my environment. I've been blessed to have great teachers, great coaches, great family members, that cared about me and they showed that they cared and just provided that support. My mom and I were texting this morning. Uh, I'm working on a book project. Don't tell nobody else yet, but (laughs) uh, she was just talking about how proud she is of me and how my dad's looking down and he's proud. And it's just, my dad always said, it's our responsibility. We've been blessed. Even, even when we didn't have much, we're blessed with life. If you wake up, that's a blessing. And uh, so many times people make a choice to focus on what they don't have, how bad things are. You can, it, you, whatever you're looking for, you can find. If you're looking for the good, you're going to find the good. Yeah. I talked to a gentleman who works in Miami at the news station and he said, hey, unfortunately, good news doesn't sell. Bad news sells. I said, that's a daggone shame. He said, that's why I'm looking to get out. I said, that's, I can't imagine that. So for me, I try to focus on good news that really it's a choice, but also just my environment. It kind of just became a part of me growing up.
0: Please tell me you wake up some mornings and you're going, and what do you do when that happens?
1: You're absolutely right. I'm human. I'm, 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 I'm human just like the rest of us everything's not rainbow and sunshines, even though my seven-year-old daughter, she thinks it's all unicorns and sunshine. But hey, life is a four-letter word. And we all go through ups and downs. I'd be lying if I, I said I didn't. I mean, like I said, I'm married. I've got two kids. I got bills to pay. So I mean, life is life. But when, when, when the going gets tough, it's just your choice of how you're going to deal with it. You've got to play the cards that you've been dealt. And I'm not a good gambler, but essentially I've learned to kind of play this game of life. And I'll, I'll give you a story. My father passed away five years ago. He was battling amyloidosis, kind of a cancer of the blood, but uh, it was December 10th. I talked to him, hey pops, how you feeling? Ooh. Better than I've ever felt. He wow. passed away December 11th. He was pretty much trying to work his mind into believing I feel the best that I've ever felt, even though his body didn't. So it's one of those things when I wake up in a bad day, I'll go on YouTube. I look at some Tony Robbins, some Eric Thomas, some Will Smith, just inspiring messages. And it's one of those things where you are what you eat. If you consume positive, you're going to be positive. If you consume negative, like the news with all the political madness that's going on and the pandemic, you're going to be in a bad mood. I want to talk to you
0: days. about this. I want to talk to you about this because that's something I've noticed recently is I have found myself consuming more news and whether that's through social media or just the radios on. And what I've noticed is that the people who produce the shows, again, whether it's on social media or, or radio or TV, they just want a story. They want to create tension. And they don't care about the listener they don't really give a damn about their their state of mind and I found myself having to go over and turn the radio off or put it onto a into a music channel because I, I, I just you can feel it getting inside you and I went um, on Twitter some time ago and I did this little experiment I said, okay consciously I'm going to spend fifteen 20 minutes looking through these this feed and I'm going to then just Check in with, how am I feeling afterwards? Am I feeling better or worse? And it was every time it was worse. It's just non-stop. And, and I think that's a big part of what's pulling people down as well, is this constant, we just can't shut it off. And I think if we go back 100 years ago to how our parents and you know, grandparents and great-grandparents worked, they weren't subjected to that 24-7. They didn't have tv didn't have radio the entire time they weren't reading newspapers with headlines designed to and and, and it creates an attention and a stress and i just wonder if, if you've noticed that too and have you made a conscious i use that term conscious decoupling or uncoupling from mainstream news sites
1: i i i watch enough to know i want to know what's going on but it doesn't consume me. Because once again, you, you are what you eat. Come on, Paul. And that's not just food. It's what you watch, what you're listening to, uh, who you surround yourself with. I think Jim Rohn said, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So yep. if you surround yourself with crab pots that are, that are dragging you down you're going to be a crab pot. If you surround yourself with folks that are uplifting, that are challenging, uh, hey, Larry, step your game up. We're, we're rolling here. If you want to roll with us, let's go. And I've really been fortunate to be a part of so many different communities that are uplifting, that are, ex- they're, they're really exemplary. They're, they're, they're showing excellence. And I mean, I, ca- I can't control what goes on with the news cycle, but I can control each and not just uh, I love the grub. I, I'm down 21 pounds from last year. But I says-
0: noticed, Larry. I noticed. I was watching a video of yours, and it was the second of September, and you had a nice suit on. You were sitting there, and you had your your silk scarf, and you had a full beard. And I reckon that was a lockdown beard. And then there was another one, 30th of September, and you had you were a, like a you know like a baby's ass, right? And uh, and you had this t-shirt on. And I said. He's lost weight. I honestly wasn't sure it was the same person you'd lost that much weight. So kudos to you. And that itself was inspirational because uh, because I I know where your 20 pounds have gone. They've gone here. (laughs) They're on my belly.
1: (laughs) Thank you for holding on to them. They're sharing this, caring, but you can keep them. But I'm going (laughs) to control my emotions, my actions and my attitude and how I treat others. And and that's just a conscious, you talked about it, intentionality. I'm going to make sure that I control what, what happens within Larry Long Jr. LLC, uh, as well as my wife, my, my kids, to make sure that we just don't allow in what doesn't need to be in. So it's, it's really just a kind of a protection system to make sure that we can keep this thing uh, yeah. where it needs to be. Two thumbs up.
0: Yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's an old David Sandler expression. Um, it's not how you feel that determines how you act. It's how you act that determines how you feel. And uh, you talked about consuming content like uh, Jim Rohn, et cetera. and Who's the uh, Tony, uh, Robbins. Tony Robbins, yeah. Eric Thomas? Yeah. But so yeah. I'm just wondering if you wake up in the morning and you want to switch gear, are there other things like you mentioned? Your father would, you know, would go for a run. I used to do that quite a bit. Um, that that just that get that motion, just change, change. And I'm wondering, other than sitting down and listening to Tony Robbins, are there other things you'll do to 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 just get out of one state and into another state that's more positive more uh,
1: uh relaxed i've got i've got three levers one is music i love music and i know you do as well you were you were jamming the jazz you're the first person that came in with theme songs that's my jam i come into zoom with a theme song playing every single time but essentially music exercise and, and that can be just taking a walk up the block. And then my kind of outlet on the weekends is golf. I didn't tell you, but I'm Tiger Woods cousin. They call me Larry hit it in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> I never
0: told you my golf story then.
1: What, 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 what's your golf story? I want to hear it.
0: Uh, I, uh, I didn't grow up with a, my, none of my parents played golf and I didn't come from a golfing family. Which back in the 70s was if you had money, you played golf. And my, but my math teacher was big into golf and 14 years of age. I came in one day and he said, There's a pro am tour on in town tomorrow. If anybody wants to earn some money, show up. They're lo- always looking for caddies. And so, 14 years of age, probably my first sales job ever, showed up at the golf course, see these guys in funny pants walk up to this guy and said, listen, anybody looking for a caddy? And uh, so to my amazing surprise, first time in, the guy says, yeah, he says, wait over there. So I don't ever seen golf on TV. And so I'm waiting by this bag, I guess was his. And uh, they, they tee off and start to walk away. And I'm still standing there. So they look around, come on, come on, you know. So I'm trailing them down, two guys, right, I'm one bag, trailing them down. And we get to where the ball is lost. Uh, so it's in a rough somewhere. And the two guys are looking for the ball. I'm standing there waiting for them to find it. <laughs> so <laughs> the guy who's going to be paying me looks, looks at me and says, well, come on, find the damn ball. <laughs> so I'm looking around, and I, I, I kind of, I, I'm away from them a little bit. And I see it. So I want to be helpful. I bend down, picked it up, and goes, is this your ball? And I got fired. First job I ever got fired from as well. In the same day, I didn't even last a day. So um, yeah, that's my that's my golf story. I, I haven't played a lot of golf since. I'll be straight.
1: Scarred for life.
0: Scarred for life. Scar- oh yeah. And then I was walking back. I was told to go back to the the clubhouse and send somebody back up who knew what they were doing. So I'm walking right up the middle of the fairway and there's this guy shouting at me, get off, get off, because there's other people teeing off. And I'm walking literally up the middle, had no clue, clueless. But he, he see, maybe we'll talk a little bit about your sales management hiring because he hired me without any evidence that I could do the job. I was totally incompetent. But um, so, you know, his fault really. You know, you, should, you know what they say, inspect what you expect. He didn't. <laughs> so maybe he learned a lesson too. But anyway, <clears throat> you have an acronym, uh, Larry, called EPIC, yes. which I really love. Can you talk to me about it?
1: Yeah. So when I look for teammates to join my team, I look for a lot of things, but there's four key pillars. It's EPIC. And uh, the E is entrepreneurial spirit. It's, you don't have to have owned your own business before, but it's really just a mindset that, hey, I'm going to get out of it. What I put into it. So it's taking that ownership. I'm not, I'm not here working for you. I'm working for myself and I'm driving results. The P is preparation and planning. Also practice. Like you've got to get in the reps in baseball. You got to take swing after swing, after swing and practice. So that come game time, you're ready. It's like riding a bike. You can just do it naturally because you've worked yourself into that muscle memory. The I is internal drive and desire. We all get hit with obstacles. Come on now, Paul, I need people on my team that find a way over the obstacles, around the obstacles, under the obstacles. And if you have to, boom, right through the obstacle. We're gonna find a way to get to where we wanna get to. The C, I'm actually gonna quadruple click down on the C. The first C is communication. Can you hear me now? And most of the communication is actually listening. It's by design that we've been blessed with two ears and one mouth. Confidence. There's a comedian here named Kevin Hart who says, say it with your chest. Are you confident? Do you care? It's the give a damn factor. If you don't care, you can't be on my team. We can grab grab a pint. I don't even drink beer. We can grab a pint, but you can't be on my team. And then the other one is curiosity. Are you just naturally curious? If you're not naturally curious and you think you got it all figured out, I call those people me monsters. They, it's all about me, 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 me. No, I need you monsters. There, there's a rapper here. I listen to all kinds of music. Uh, young Jeezy, he's got a song called Go Getter. And I love working with go getters, those folks that go and get it. But I really love working with go givers someone who wants to go out there and give to others. Because in sales, the more you give, what I found, this is, the, this is that magic pixie dust, it's the silver bullet. The more you give, the more you receive it. just And, and when you give without any expectations, I, I'm giving because I just wanna give, I wanna help you out. And it might not come back to me from you, but there's just a way about it that when you give and you make uh, deposits and more deposits, you're able to make withdrawals. And it's just an amazing thing that I found from myself as well as others.
0: So what do you do differently, Larry, in, when you're in the, during the hiring process, in order to sense or determine that somebody ticks those boxes for you? What, what are you looking for? What do you do maybe differently to help you make the, those assessments?
1: I'm a big believer of past behavior, past actions, are, are the leading or the best indicator for future. So yeah. I can go back to middle school and guess what? I was loud, the class clown, but I was also a leader. I mean, essentially, I've always been this way. So I'm going to dig back and ask for examples. Talk to me about a time that you, that you actually faced adversity. What happened? What did you do? What was the result? And what did you learn? One of my go-to questions, and if you're out there, go ahead and pull out something the right with. This is fire right here. So, Paul, if I were to talk with some of your colleagues, past and present, and I ask them, hey, what does Paul bring to my team? What do I hear kind of the themes for the top two, your top two strengths? Everyone says, oh, I'm a hard worker. I'm a great person to be around. Okay, I I, I believe you, kind of, but, but let's get to the meat now. If I ask those same people, hey, where can Paul be stronger tomorrow than he is today? What would they say are your top two opportunity areas? Ah, uh, well, I'm too competitive. I care too much. Okay, I hear you talking. I don't believe you, but what story would they tell me that exemplifies that you work too hard? What what story would they share with me? Okay, that's great. Can uh, can I reach out to them? Can you provide them as a reference so I can go ahead and double check? And I just want to see: Are you self aware and? People are people. You can see the gears turning and the BS meter going off. Uh Uh-oh, what are my weaknesses? And it's not even weaknesses. I mean, I've got them. Believe you me, I've realized that my high energy, the way that I talk, the way that I operate, it doesn't work for everybody. Now, does that mean that I change? I'm I'm aware of it. And I try my best when someone's energy isn't where I'm at and essentially my, my message might miss them, I slow down as best as I can. It's it's tough, Paul. I have to be intentional, but I know that if I want to connect with some of my reps, with some of my prospects, I've got to slow down. I've got to calm down. I can't talk in the way that Larry Long Jr. normally talks. And even though I'm still myself, I have to make that adjustment. That's an area that I've had to work on because hey, I'm just, I am who I am, and that doesn't work well. So I want to know from people, who's your true self? It's kind of like dating. When you're dating, every person brings their representative. I don't want your representative. I want the real deal you. Who do you bring to our team? Can we talk about that one? That's, a, that's always a topic
0: that I have mixed feelings on, that whole thing about authenticity. Yeah. It's it's much easier to be authentic. There's no question about that. But I, I'm, I'm of the view that your our customers don't necessarily want the authentic us because we're much broader in terms of experiences, but also attitudes and outlooks than we portray to the outside world. And sometimes we have to dial in uh, our own thoughts and feelings. And therefore, if we were truly authentic, and maybe it's just my misinterpretation of the word is that, you know, customers don't care about us. They, they care about themselves. And that's what a good salesperson is. They have to be able to step into their shoes. So I, I, I have the feeling that our customers want a version of us, but it's a version of us that suits them and fits them. And sometimes we have to be in a role that's acting you said you like people to be curious curious and 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 that and that is important but i also sometimes think that you know when you pick up the phone to speak to a stranger you you are inhabiting a role the role is the outgoing curious eh, engaging bottom line to the point side of your personality maybe on that given day you want to sit down and have a chat with somebody but Who has time for that when you're prospecting? So I'm just wondering what your thoughts are on that, that dividing line between who we really are and who we present in a sales role. And and is that okay?
1: Yeah, I love it. It's a great question. And I believe it's a balance. It it really is. So, I mean, I learned my first job out of college, I was doing management consulting with Accenture. And uh, my my, uh, trainer said, Larry, uh, I love your smile. I love your high energy. When you're on a client site, you got to cut it. You can't smile. They're paying you 150 bucks an hour, not to see you smile. They're, they're there to see you cross every T and dot every I. Yeah, well, yeah. Since I had the, I guess you call it code switch. I had to be the Larry Long Jr. That isn't the normal Larry Long Jr., but it's what was required at the client site. So you're absolutely right. But I I implore folks to, as best as you can, when you're playing in someone else's sandbox, you're going to play by the sandbox's rules and you're going to adapt kind of like a chameleon, uh, which doesn't mean that you can't be yourself, but sometimes yourself has to adapt and you have to flex. You have to kind of change to make sure that you're able to have success. So I'm a big believer of being authentic, but also having that balance because believe you me, I was just on two client calls yesterday. The one, I could be full-blown Larry Long Jr. The other, I just had to be Larry La. I couldn't be my full self. I had to calm down and you can you got to be able to read the room. And that's a that's both the an art and a science uh, of really being able to, it's the interpersonal skills of understanding that some people just they're not on that same level, which is okay. You got to meet them where they're at. And you made a great point, Paul. No one cares about us. Our, our prospects, when they wake up, they don't say, Hmm, I wonder what Larry Long Jr. is doing today. They they're wondering how can I take care of what I need to take care of? How can I take care of my family? How can I take care of my obligations? How can I do my job? So as a sales professional, I better be asking the same thing. How can I take care of Paul and what's important to him? Let me think about what could be important to him. And then how can I make that match? And how can I show him, not tell him, but how can I show him that I care about those same things? And I have a solution. I have an answer to to accomplish what he's he or she is trying to accomplish
0: i do think though there is somebody listening to a radio somewhere in the world and they're thinking of you and i'll tell you why when i knew i was going to be talking to you today your name was top of mind and this song came on the radio and and all i could hear was your name in the song now, anytime I hear that song, I'm going to be thinking of you. And you know that song is La 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 Long, La 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 Long, Long Long Long, Long Long. And I'm going to be here, Larry Larry Long, Larry. That's what I'm going to hear from now on in. So that might be your team, th- team theme tune as you walk onto the stage from now on.
1: I uh, love it. I love it. Uh, You're giving me gold right there, Paul. <laughs> uh, tell me, have you siblings? I do, I have a sister who's 10 years younger and it's crazy because I remember when she was born, I was so proud and uh, funny story, I used to own a business, Lawns by Larry. Knocked on doors, hey, can I mow your lawn? Uh, $10 for a, uh, we lived in townhouses, $10 for an inside unit, I think I charged $15 for an outside unit. And essentially I was scared. My mom said, get out there, she made flyers, get out there and knock on some doors. I said, oh, I don't wanna do that. She was your first said, sales uh, manager. What did you say? She was your first
0: sales manager. Get out there.
1: She said, what's the worst thing they can say to you? I said, no. She said, is that that bad? I said, yes. She said, get out there. Once I started making money, I said, oh, I like this. But it was two years later, my sister, my mom got her dressed up in her Sunday's best. And she said, take your sister with you. My mom knew something. No one can resist a pretty little girl out there. I'm knocking on doors. They don't even care about me. They're like, yeah, I'll sign up for whatever. Hey there, little girl, how are you? So Tiffany Nicole Long, that's my sister. She's just uh, a blessing, doing great things in Baltimore. And it's uh, even though we have the age difference, 10 years, she's 10 years younger, that's my uh, girl. Is she like you
0: personality-wise? Is she, uh, and and the reason why I asked that question is, is it nature or nurture? Is it just something in somebody's DNA? Is it something we can learn? Is it a product of our environment? Is it a bit of everything? It's it's
1: all the above. She really takes after my father. Like I said, my father grew up in the city, very uh, uh, observant of his surroundings. Not, Not all too outgoing until he got to know you, until he was comfortable and he trusted you. My mom, whoa, Wes, I get it from my mama. She's uh, she's a firecracker. My sister's somewhere in between. Um, she's not the one that's gonna pick up the mic uh, and be, uh, be out there like I am. I get that from my mom. My sister more leans towards my dad. And they had the track connection. My dad was my sister's coach. My mom told me, don't do it, don't do it. But my sister, she's a glutton for punishment. She said, dad, will you teach me how to uh, be a long jumper and triple jumper? <laughs>
0: I have to ask you, did your dad run like Tom Cruise? You do this every time you talk about your dad.
1: <laughs> my my dad was a a B, his, his nickname was Shorty Long. I, you don't know this, but I'm five foot nine and three quarters. My dad was about five foot eight. We like to round up and say six foot. <laughs> Close enough.
0: <laughs> Close enough, I like that. Yeah, I, I have a tendency to do that myself, yeah. It's, it's the half. If you've got a half, I'm, see, in in in, uh, in metric, it's different. So I'm 179. So, But it's even hard to round that up. But if I'm 5'11 and a half. I'm not really. I'm 5'10 and a half. But yeah, 5'11. Sounds like
1: six foot to me.
0: I was going to say, if you're at 5'11, you might as well be at six foot. It's a lot easier to say. Yeah, round numbers. Tell me, Larry, what are the kind of things that do get you down? And I'm not talking about the, the, the stuff that, look, if, let's say if, if you know, somebody in your family dies or you have a, yeah. that, that gets everybody down. I'm not talking about that. I'm just kind of general day-to-day things that can kind of pull you back. Um, and then we talked before how you make that switch. I'm just curious to know, though, particularly maybe in the context of what's happening today.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, with the recent political climate, it's a, it's a sad state of affairs. I hate to see it. I hate to see it um the pandemic it's uh it's caused a lot of death a lot of destruction families have been destroyed that that can't make anyone good and I mean I'll be honest with you Paul I had a good 2020 it was actually a really good year personally for my family uh professionally we had a good year I was somewhat hesitant to say that to folks mm. but I've been fortunate and, and I don't think there's any wrong with telling people that, hey, I've been fortunate, but yes, I hate to see the political climate. I hate to see just the world in disarray. It's not, it's not good. It is not good and we need to improve and it starts with us in our local community. So I'm, I'm doing work in my local community, in the business community, in the startup community, in the sales community, just to do what I can do. I can only control what I can control. And for me, I believe you can control your household, your mm. neighborhood, your local community. So, but, but to answer your question, I mean, there's a lot of things out there that get me down. Uh, but once again, I make a choice. I can choose to let it impact me when I can't control it. Or I can choose to control the controllables and say, hey, is it bad? Yes. But am I going to let it impact me and affect me? No, I'm, I can control that. And I can pretty much say, no, I'm not going to let it impact me. I'm going to beat it off with a bat and I'm going to keep it moving on the uh, route that is positive. So I encourage everyone. Everyone has that choice. You really do. And for those that Mm. doubt it and say, ah, you just don't know my situation. I do. Mm. You you don't know a person's struggles until you know a person's struggles. I've been through it. My father's been through it. My mother's been through it. My wife from Argentina, she's been through it. So I'm telling you, I'm giving you permission to go ahead and get it. I don't care what that little voice in the back of your head says. You can you can knock that thing out and say, I don't care what you say. What I'm saying is I'm going to control what I can control. So that, that's just my thought. Doesn't work for everyone? No. But if you don't believe it, then you have no chance. Once again, the Henry Ford quote, if you don't even believe it, <laughs> you have no chance. Even if you do believe it, it's still tough. It's not It's not like life is easy because I'm positive. No, life is yeah. tough. I, I
0: read a great book a couple of years ago. I can't remember the author's name. Um, I may have to bleep the title. It was The Fine Art of Not Giving a... <laughs> uh, when I saw that book, I thought, I didn't know what was in it. I just had to buy it. And what stuck with me was the the author presented the fact that as humans, we are designed to overcome, right. overcome. And he said, the, the biggest lie we tell ourselves is that I'll be happy when, that if we have, if I have only had more money, I'd be happier. If only I was more successful, had more likes, had more views, had a higher status job, I'd be happy. Um, what he said is, what stuck with me was, you win a million 10 million euros dollars on the lotto in the morning you've now got another problem because now somebody's going to be wanting to take that from you or you move into a neighborhood where people don't integrate because they're looking at well you didn't earn that and therefore you're not one of us and or you get fame and now you can't leave your front door because there's paparazzi outside that everything we get brings its own problems. And it was this, when I read this, I thought that's it, he's nailed it. The best thing we could wish for in life is better problems. And I remember thinking about that and going, yeah, that's, that's it, that, that's what I want. I wanna bring on these problems, I just want better ones. Uh, because it's in overcoming those, that's where we get the joy, satisfaction, a sense of accomplishment, all the things that make us feel good about ourselves, and then feel good about ourselves, we can give that energy back to everybody else.
1: And, and that right there is what it's about. Being able to give to somebody else. Martin Luther King Jr. Life's most urgent and persistent question is, what are you doing for others? And yeah. I ask myself that every morning. Hey Larry, what are you going to do for someone else today? What are you going to do now? What are you going to think now? What are you going to put up on the right, on the whiteboard? What are you going to actually do to give something back to someone else? And if we all had that spirit, this world would be dynamite. So I just, I I implore people to ask, ask yourself that question, say it out loud self. Yeah. What am I doing today to help someone else out?
0: I love it. Give, don't expect, don't count. Just do right
1: that's it
0: yeah. tell me I look at a year from now uh, i i'd I to one of your talks you, you 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 talk a lot about goal setting and the importance of action with intention um, where are you when you look past this year because we're all hopeful that certain things you know in terms of vaccines and pandemics are going to be over and we all have this hope and 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 and, and, I, and I and i i do wonder whether it's going to be a uh, what's the word I'm looking for where something is doesn't reach your expectations. It's kind of like, Oh, what's the term? It's like when you finish your final exams and you think that you're going to feel fantastic, but it's just, it's just uh, it's a damn squib. And, uh, but, 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 I'm, but I'm, I'm wondering for you, for the, for let's say it's now December, 2021, you fell yeah. off my chair there. Um, what's on, what's on your agenda?
1: Yeah, so I mean, with Teamworks, which makes the dream work, uh, we've got goals and targets. I've got two, two different teams, and we've got our numbers, as well as just trying to improve our sales process, our Salesforce documentation, that's, that's kind of where success lies, but ultimately yeah. it's the scoreboard. For my business, it's really being able to have a more impact, have, have a, a stronger impact on more people. So my goal is 12 paid speaking engagements. And I've been speaking for years, not always paid, very rarely paid, but getting paid now allows me to help more people. So that's my goal. And I've got to go of five paid engagements at a certain rate uh, that I've kind of said is like a little benchmark. Uh, and I'll be honest with you. I've been very uncourageous. I've been scared to put my rate out there because I, I've I care so much about people and I don't do it for the money. Like I just, free 99 has been my rate for the past seven years. My wife said free 99 doesn't keep the lights on. If you want to do this more expanded, you got to do something and make that money. Keep the lights on. I said, that's why I married you. You're the smartest one in the Listen
0: to house. your wife. That was what I will tell you. Listen to your wife. She knows, <laughs> she knows.
1: <laughs> so, so, I mean, but even in addition to that, those are all great, but ultimately, I'm just trying to stay healthy. There, there's a saying, your health is your wealth. And mm-hmm. you can be the richest person in the world. If you don't have your health, your mind, your body, and your soul right, it's not fulfilling, at least not for me. So that's my number one priority is where is my faith? Where's my family? Where are my friends? My fitness? My fun? That's, that's probably the best F. My finances, my bank account uh, is, 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 is on the list. It's not top on the list. Run because- by those
0: again, Larry, because they were all Fs. You have a little bit of alliteration going there. What's the, uh, run them back, your faith, family, fun, faith, finances? Family,
1: uh, friends, fitness, fun. Finances, and then uh, we'll have a alliteration, I guess, philanthropy, which is a Ph, but essentially, wow. what are you doing to well, get others?
0: Yeah. It was Both, funny, but I. <laughs> well, more when importantly, I,
1: your, your resources, but also your money.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I wonder is it a Freudian slip that I missed out on the friends and family when I recounted them? I went straight to finances. That's shame on me. <laughs> shame on me. I got to listen to that one for sure. So, uh, so so, more speaking engagement. Tell me, I'm
1: curious, by the way, um, TeamWorks. Yes, yes. What do you guys do? We're, we're a communication platform that empowers and engages elite athletes. So uh, I'm on the college side. We work with over 3,000 college athletic teams, athletic departments, helping them to communicate on an app, on the phone. So uh, messaging, uh, calendar, travel itineraries, files, Forms all from the app. So you don't have to go to email and group me and WhatsApp and Facebook Messenger. It's all in one place. And we acquired a company called Influencer, which is a social media platform that allows elite athletes to tell their story. And you know that storytellers are also story sellers. And what we found is that the fans, I'm not sure who your team is, but the fans generally wanna follow the players and not necessarily the corporate team account. They wanna know the inside scoop from LeBron James. They wanna see LeBron James Taco Tuesday (laughs) versus looking at the LA Lakers. We empower athletes to tell their story. And here in the States, college athletes are going to have the opportunity to get paid for their name their image and their likeness we just help supply them with the content so that they can build their brand tell their story and eventually monetize so it's the trifecta i love sports i played baseball at at university university of maryland go terps Uh, i love technology i'm a tech geek i know i might not look like it but i'm a tech geek and i love leading teams and the team that we have is just phenomenal so it's really the trifecta sports check technology and innovation, check, as well as leading teams, sales teams, uh, to empower and really help as many people as we can. Could you be happier? (laughs) Well, hey, in addition to that, I'm also an advisor for this company called RepView. We're kind of like the glass door for sales reps. So we provide an under-the-cover insight into sales organizations so that sales reps get a view into what does the compensation look like? What is the product market fit? What is the lead flow? What is the, the culture and the training? What's diversity, equity, inclusion look like so that sales reps can make more informed decisions before they go to a sales org? I absolutely love it. And then also as if I didn't have enough balls juggling, I'm also a uh, growth stage investor with a uh, investment fund. It's a $25 million fund. We've got 12 companies in our portfolio and it allows me to put my money where my mouth is. It's like, Larry, we hear you talking but go ahead and put up some dollars. And uh, I've, I've been fortunate to be able to do that. You're a busy man. Just a little bit. In addition, yeah. I just joined the board of a company, Game Plan U. We support sports uh, founders, sports tech founders, uh, connecting them to investors, as well as providing students with opportunities for internships and work experience in the sports. That, that about ties a bow on what I'm doing. I'm releasing an online on-demand sales training course. I'm working on a book. Come on, Paul. We keep that thing moving.
0: How come you're not constantly tired?
1: Life is good, man. I'm
0: tired listening to this in terms of, I don't, I didn't mean that the way it sounded. I'm t- just, I'm exhausted for you. Uh that's I'm living amazing. life,
1: man. I mean, I don't need beauty sleep. You can, you can sleep when you're dead. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's true. That's true. Tell me, tell me a little bit about your book. I know you said it's a secret, but. We can give us a little. Yeah, so, so I've been you.
1: I've been doing I've had 37 midweek midday motivational minutes and and the topics are very general they're they're very high level but I'm taking some of those topics and I'm getting deeper. My wife said and she's a smart one she's like you stay right way up here. Dig deep. So I'm working with a uh, a publisher who's assisting me because I, I I enjoy speaking. Writing is not my forte, but really getting my thoughts out, getting my stories out, and, and really the whole purpose of my book is to help inspire someone, to help someone know that hey, wow, he uh he's been through some stuff. I'm going through some stuff. There's some chance. There's a light at the end of the tunnel, and. Yes, I can. So many times people just, they don't have hope. They don't have belief. And I want to provide them that, hey, you don't believe in you, but I believe in you. And mm. I'm encouraging you to start believing in yourself and let's make it happen. And let's have fun. Even if we fail, let's learn. Let's yeah, have know. a good time. Yep. How we do it. So yep. that, that's really, I haven't come up with a name, but I'm excited. Yeah. I have a name, but it won't
0: translate. It's Featherlum. It's the Irish Gaelic for, yes, I can. Love it. There you go. Love um that. will you come back on and talk about it with me when you've got the book done oh i would love I would to do love that with to, you. Paul, it would be yeah. my
1: honor i mean i'm, I'm yeah. honored just to be here with you now because you're doing the such a fine
0: the honor all mine man the honor's all mine we are up against the hour so unfortunately we're going to have to start winding it up larry long jr it has been my great pleasure to talk to you today thank you so much for coming on
1: the podcast and i look forward to speaking to you again paul the pleasure was all mine thank you so much